This is Play by Playcast. Is that faster than a greyhound? The podcast about play by play guys. For play by play guys, by I'm told, a play by play guy. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Now, here's the host of Play by Playcast, Todd Bodet. <laughs> Wait, the Motel 6 guy? We'll leave the light on for you. No, Joel Godet. Joe Godet. Joel. Joe. Joel? Joel, with an L. Okay. Here's your host, Joel Godet. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. It's episode number 134 of Play by Playcast. Thanks as always for the subscribe, the stream, the download, the rating, or review. This is, of course, the podcast about play by play broadcasters for play by play broadcasters. Hosted by a play-by-play broadcaster, a professional development podcast that dives into the tips, tricks, experience, stories, process, and preparation of some of the biggest and best play-by-play announcers in the business. My name, as always, is Joel Godet, and you can find this podcast on social media at PXPCast. I'm at Joel Godet, J-O-E-L-G-O-D-E-T-T, or you can hit me up via email at J-G-O-D-E-T-T at B-S-U Our episode this week is, I believe... Our second analyst episode. I know we had Jay Billis on, I think, back in the 70s. If you want to scroll through the archives, you can find that one. Um, And we've had some other people that have done work as analysts in their career. Uh, But Steve Wolf from CBS Sports Network is our guest this week, who has made his career in television and in radio strictly as an analyst. So we get that different perspective today. Uh, Steve is... Very well known in the Cincinnati and greater Ohio uh, media market, both from a media standpoint, also from an athletic standpoint. Uh, He and his wife have four kids, all of whom play sports at a very high level. Their son, Chase, uh, is a quarterback at uh, Wisconsin. They have a daughter who's going to Xavier to play volleyball. Um, He played at North Carolina State and at Xavier and also was not just a college basketball player, but was a two-sport athlete in college basketball and tennis, which is not a duo that you see a lot. Um, So Steve has an interesting background and perspective getting into uh, the broadcasting industry. We'll talk about how he got into it, how he got good at it, how he preps on a day-to-day basis, and uh, what he looks for going into a game like the one he's calling, if you listen to this on time, uh, tonight. We sat down during shoot-around today. Ball State and Toledo are meeting to open Mid-American Conference basketball play. Steve is on the game on CBS Sports Network with Dave Ryan. Uh, So we talk a little bit about uh, his preparations for today, working with a guy like Dave, also a friend of the pod. If you scroll back through, you can find his episode. Um, How they get on the same page, how they work with each other, how they come up with ideas, all of that uh, different perspective than we normally have on the podcast. But we start with... What I think is one of the coolest things about working for CBS, that's that you get the jacket. It comes in the mail. It's got the logo on it. Uh, For me, it was one of the coolest moments uh, ever in my broadcasting career is when you open the box and there it is. Uh, So we start with that with Steve Wolf this week on PXPCast. Well, we did them. I did them before the jacket. So uh, when I was growing up, you know, most young kids, there was, you know, CBS game of the week. There was only one game on, and it was three channels. Uh, now there's thousands of channels. But uh, I watched the games, and I saw those Blazers, and I thought that'd be really cool. Uh, the first one I got, and the first game I did, I did it with Tom McCarthy, uh, who does the Phillies games and works for CBS. And we got to the arena, and both of ours were different. 
So mine had the logo, and then it had CB, and it sports underneath it. His just had the logo. So I still have that one uh, at home. It's worth much more now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So when I got that one, I said, at least I know I have one to frame. But I, I enjoy it. It's uh, CBS has been so good to me. Uh, this is not my full-time job. It's, it's a hobby. I enjoy being around the young people. And quite honestly, being a business owner uh, and seeing how the CBS folks have taken care of me uh, just tells you why they're, they're the best in sports. Yeah, I, I mean, I know you've, you've run a business with your wife for a long time. What about television said, like, you know what, this would be fun to do on the side? And, and what piqued the interest of first wanting to do it, let alone actually getting involved? Well, I, when I got out of college, I thought it might be something I wanted to do. And I did an audition and I never heard back. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll move on with my life. How'd, how'd that go? Well, I, I, it was actually, it was my first year out of college and it was for Xavier basketball. And they made me comment on my game that I was playing in, uh, which I didn't think was fair. But uh, I realized how much they were paying, and I wanted to make money. Uh, I was a little bit of a mercenary right out of college. So I knew you couldn't make money in this uh, early on. You know, I've been doing this 20 years uh, as a hobby. But, you know, it happened when uh, Xavier Radio on WLW, uh, it's a 50,000-watch st- station, home of the Reds and the Bengals, uh, they did Xavier games, and the play-by-play guy lost his voice, so they moved the analyst over to play-by-play, and they interviewed myself and a guy named Byron Larkin, and uh, they liked us both. So they hired us both to do the game. So I did the pregame, uh, the halftime, uh, the sideline. I did the Skip Prosser um, coaches show, and we traveled together. And it was great. And then the next year, a guy named Brad Johansson, who does play-by-play all, also for CBS, said, hey, how would you like to do uh, some games on on his network, which was uh, ABC, Channel 12? And I said, sure. So we did Miami of Ohio games. We did like four the first year, and I enjoyed it. I still did the radio, but I really loved doing the TV. So I got used to doing that. Then Fox Sports Ohio asked me if I would do a segment, uh, you know, once a week on UC Dayton, Xavier, uh, Ohio State, that kind of thing. When they, this is when they were in Chicago, and I would send it back there and do a two-minute piece with them, and it was great. I did it with the guy that that now does uh, commentary for the Reds, J- Jim Day. So I enjoyed that, and then when Xavier's package came up to go with Fox Ohio to do their broadcast on television, they asked me to do it. So then I worked with them doing, I think, about 17 years. I did those games and. Then got involved with the A-10 because Xavier went from the, the MCC to the A-10. And uh, Steve Hurlbutt was a, the guy that handled A-10 television. And I did one game for them. And then I did a couple of games the next year. And then A-10 television went away. So I kept on doing my Xavier package. And Steve Hurlbutt went with the Mountain West. So he goes, hey, will you do some games for me? So that's how that worked. And then CBS, I, I heard that they were doing, it's called CSTV back in the day. And I heard they were doing, and I made call after call just to, hey, listen, you interested? And finally, I got a call back from uh, Mr. Pernetti and um, started doing five games and then 10 games and then 15 games. And then uh, that's all I could do because I was already doing 20 for Xavier. And then Xavier went to the Big East and decided just to go with CBS. So now it's been probably 10 years with CBS, and it's been great. But I don't do it for the money. I do it for the, you know, I have young kids. I have four kids, you know, and, and I, I want to know what's going on out there. 
Uh, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy dissecting basketball. But I like meeting the coaches. I like meeting some of the kids out here and doing this, like, you know, hanging out and meeting with you, especially because you were a student for with Dave Ryan. Uh, that's a big deal for me. That's, that's sort of fun. It's interesting because it's similar, like, just hearing you talk about that as broadcasters, we always say there's no one path to do it. And even as a, a guy who's doing it, as a, a hobby kind of on the side, there's still no one path and it takes time and, and it's the ability to, to have that patience and understanding that you're not going to get 40 games at the mountaintop immediately and it's interesting to see it um, from the other chair also. Uh, who told you how to do this? <laughs> like when you, when you did your first game, who said this is right, this is wrong, good job here? Well, you know, I went and talked to some people. My dad used to do play by or play by play for the Cincinnati Royals, and then he would back in back in the old days. They didn't travel uh, a guy to Philadelphia. So when Philadelphia came to Cincinnati, he would do the games back to Philadelphia through Andy Musser uh, and do them on on the radio. And so I always liked that, and I would sit there and chart for him when I was. So I, I watched it. Uh, my dad was a coach. I have five brothers that played basketball. That's all we did was sports. So, I mean, you know, when backyard, it was I was always doing play by play. But, you know, I asked uh, Marty Brenneman one time who does the Reds baseball. And I said, well, what do I do? And he goes, you, you got to get comfortable. You just got to be yourself. And, and and that's so easy to do for him. But it's not for me. You know, I mean, how do you get comfortable you got 20 seconds or you got two seconds or you got 10 seconds you know you got to jump in and so not until when I till I came when I went to CBS um, you know I started getting some help and you know some of the guys at CBS were you know Ross Malloy was the first one who said listen this is what you do they break it down and so right now as you know CBS sends out things all the time on what you should be focusing on so I Ross Malloy was a guy that the first guy, Steve Karasak, will do that for me too, and, and Ben Stauber. So there's three guys that I go to. The, the, probably the, the icing on the cake was when I started doing games with Dave Ryan. You know, Dave is a professor, obviously. He's been in this business a long time. And so, you know, he's always told me things like when you interview a coach, if I interview a coach by myself, it's we. If he interviews a player by himself, it's we. Just things like that. And we always go out to lunch. Or we'll always go out to breakfast. We talk in the off season. You know, we enjoy doing that, and that's something that he brought to the table, which which I use now, and it's really improved every every part of my broadcasting. But you know, when I the, the hardest thing is, and and Ross Malo taught me this, is that just because you have a great tidbit doesn't mean you got to use it. That's hard because you want to say it, you want to say it. So what you do is you insert it when it's not needed. You got to let it flow. And if it's not, use it the next time or don't use it at all. The other thing is to lay it out. Hey, you don't need to be talking the whole time. And that's hard. You know, in radio, you do need to be talking. In television, you don't need to be talking. But, you know, it's, it's the other thing is how do you get games? People, I get calls out, how do you get more and more games? And I say, you know, well, it's a catch-22. You know, you need, you have to have experience to get more games. Yeah. But you have to have more games to get experience. So, you know, everywhere I go, even if it's a high school game, I would, I would take any kind of game. I did a vol- high school vol- volleyball match. I didn't enough about it. But, you know, the more practice you get, the better you're going to be. And, and I think uh, you have to, it's like any, anything, you have to have a passion for it. And you got to want to go out there and bust your butt and enjoy it. 
because if you're doing it just for the money, yeah, you'll make money down the road. If you're doing it for the money, uh, I'd get out of it right now. It's like playing football. You know, it's 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 a warrior sport. This is a mental warrior sport as opposed to the physical warrior sport of football. Yeah. Was it your daughter's high school volleyball match? Yes, it was. That's wild. Yeah, well, it was crazy because somebody called me out of the stands and they, cause they had it for a local cable channel, and I said, sure, I'll do it. You know, and, and I had to figure it out. And, you know, I knew enough to... I'm a fundamental guy. So, you know, if you get a, if you have serve-receive and you get a good pass and you have a good set, you're going to have a good kill. So that was my whole take. You know, I had like three lines. <laughs> well, let me play off that a little bit just from a standpoint of being comfortable because so much, especially in television, I mean, you're putting on a performance with no script. There's something inherently uncomfortable about that. Um, how do you react in a situation like that where you know, hey, I've got this thing that's going to go for two hours, and I don't know 100% what I'm talking about. I've got a good feel, but you know, I've got to be careful not to get myself in trouble here uh, and you know, wander down a path where I kind of get lost a little bit. How do you approach that, and then how does that translate to you know doing a game that you do know really well? Well, in volleyball, you know, I always say know your role. You know, I know what I know. And I'm not going to go outside that comfort zone. I'm not going to make things up, you know. And moving into basketball, which I do know, um, I look at this like I'm on the couch drinking a beer with my buddy. And when Dave and I do a game, I know when he's going to say something. I know when he's going to be finished. I look him in the eyes. If I want to, you know, cut in, I'll go like that and hit him on the back of the shoulder. And he's great. Does the same with me. You know, whenever we feel like we should lay it out, we put our hands out. We have hand signals. But we have fun. We talk... I, we talk about our families. Uh, we talk about the game a lot. Like today, we'll talk about the game. We talked about it last night when I got in. You know, he drove from Cincinnati. I flew in from Florida. So we meet in the concierge lounge and, you know, and had a water and sat there and talked about the game and how exciting this is going to be. You know, and so I think what you have to do is you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm uncomfortable when I'm in, when I don't know exactly where I'm going. You know, whether it's driving a car or watching a game. So sometimes I'll sit back and say, okay, where are we right now? What's going on here? Why is this team beating this team? You know, what do they need to do to change? And so, you know, Ross Moyles used to say, hey, how, what, and why? You know, how, what, and why? Those are the things people back home want to know. The other thing is I think that there's so many different people watching. There's some people watching a bar. They don't want to, they don't care. But there's also older people or younger people that I can maybe teach what a back door is. And don't try to, you know, break it, break it down so much that they can't understand it. Make it simple. You know, he's going to do something for himself or his teammate. When he sets a pick, he's either going to roll or he's going to come off it and shoot it. Make it easy. And I think that's the most important thing. How do you balance that side of things, too? Because your audience is going to be so varied from somebody who is there to watch this game with a, no matter what you say, they're going to be watching this game um, versus somebody who has a fleeting interest that is just wanting to watch, learn about basketball a little bit versus someone who has stumbled on a basketball game and just kind of wants to learn about personality of these people. Um, How do you and Dave kind of lay out what's important, what you're going to talk about, and how to cover a lot of bases to, to touch a lot of different clientele. Well, I think what you do, number one, is you always want to know what the story is. You know, tonight, you know, Ball State Toledo, two teams. Uh, this is a different MAC conference, you know, where you have, you know, four teams in the top 100. So what is a story here? Both high scoring. You know, one team can get it inside, the other team just shoots the three ball. You know, both teams have good transition. You know, so that's a story. You know, it's important to have a little Bill Walton 
not a ton, a little Bill Walton, where you you joke. I always talk about Dave's size. He's five foot nine, five foot ten. So I give him grief about that. Or I'll talk about how he misses layups and we go out here and shoot because we were shooting here before, uh, you know, and doing funny things on the court. But, you know, he'll also talk about, you know, you don't want to guard me on the perimeter because I'm quicker than you. So we do those kind of things. But you don't want to lose sight of, of this game. This is important for these kids. A lot of them will take these games and have them for posterity. I don't ever kill a kid. You know, I may, if a point guard throws the ball away three times in a row, I may make a comment like, you can't have point guard play like that, but I'm not going to go out and say the guy's name, call him out, you know, uh, unless he does something really stupid, like gets a technical foul at the end of the game and loses a game. I will call him out. Attitude is everything to me. But, uh, you know, I think what you try to do is you, you try to have a story, you try to have a little bit of human interest, um, and, and, People want to see that you get along with your play-by-play partner or your analyst, you know, and I think it's important. So we have a sideline guy, we bring him in, and we we joke about it. We talk about the dinners we had the night before, or, you know, where we're going next. So I just think it's it's a variety thing, and and uh, you know, Dave Dave does a great job orchestrating, as you know. He's a teacher. I mean, he has a pretty good feel for everything that we're doing out here, um, and he's taught me a ton on how we do that. How does he make your life easier? Um, and I I guess I mean that just between the two of you, but also um, branching that out just to a play-by-play analyst relationship uh, in general, regardless of who you work with. What can a play-by-play person do in your eyes to make your experience as good as possible, as best as possible, as free-flowing as possible? Well, I think that, uh, you know, in, in television the analyst is, is usually the guy because they can see what's going on. But if the ball goes up, if it's a fast-paced game, if the play-by-play guy is talking the whole way when they're bringing up the court, I have nothing to say. Dave knows that. So what Dave will say is, you know, rebound by Moses, gets it out. And then I go, well, that was really good defense. You know, uh, Kanapke clogged up the lane, or uh, Kanapke drove in the lane and, and, and Trey blocked it, blah, blah, blah. Whatever I talk about, you know, getting in and getting out. The other thing is, is that Dave will set me up. You know, because he knows what we, how I am. You know, so a guy will have a backdoor play, and that's one of the big deals. I like fundamental plays. And he'll say, Steve, what happened there? You know, which, which sets you up. Uh, do you like the pace of the game? You know, at the end of the game, he'll set he'll set you up and say, "Okay, tell me what they're talking about right now," because it's the end of the game. What's going on? What are these teams going to do? Where are they going with this? Uh, you know, are they going to foul now that it's a three-point lead? Will they be fouling? You know, they're in the bonus. You don't want them to do three. So Dave will set that up, and he's been really good. I and I've used it with other play-by-play guys, so that they know what I'm looking for. I'll talk to them about it, and there's no problem with that. Hey, you know. Just put, I'll put my hand on your shoulder because if I'm working with somebody new, I don't know what their situation is. So Dave's been able to talk to me about that and help me through that. And, uh, you know, our lives are intertwined. And uh, he comes to Cincinnati for football games, and I'll go down and have breakfast or lunch with him, you know, when you when they're, you know, he's doing an American Conference uh, football game. Um, how much do you talk about exact – you know, I feel like in talk shows, Dan Patrick has this thing where – He'll be sitting there with the Danettes, and they'll have a conversation, and Dan will say, stop, save it for the air. Right. How much will you do that, or how much do you kind of just lay your cards out on the table, almost as like a, like a dress rehearsal, so that when you get to a game situation, Dave knows, listen, 
I know this is somewhere we can go because we've done it before. Mm-hmm. So now it's just walking down that path. Well, vintage. Uh, last night I walked, I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about how Jalen Sanford might have played against me. He's been here so darn long. You know, we laughed about it. And Trey Moses, I mean, all these guys. I mean, Taylor Parsons. I mean, Taylor played at Northern Kentucky. I mean, so, you know, I'm going to talk about that. He knows I'm going to talk about it. We're going to laugh about it because uh, these guys have been here a long time. And, you you know, Sanford's started every game he's ever played here. And I've probably done 15 of them. So it does. Those are things that we do talk about. And, you know, whatever's off the air, there's some things we will not bring on there. But you know, everything's fair game to bring on the air. And a lot of times if I did say something stupid or do something stupid, he'll bring it up and vice versa. Uh, and, you know, like the other day I, t- I told him that Bob Stack, my old coach, used to end practices uh, He'd say, hey, listen, we're all tired. And he'd go to the free throw line. He goes, if I make this free throw, we're done. And then he would turn around with his back to the basket and shoot it. You know, and so we just did it. And I made it. So we taped it. We sent it to our producer. So those are things. Some of the things are planned. Um, You know, we'll tweet each other and, you know, talk about it whenever we get to a city. But uh, if if you don't like your play-by-play guy, I guess you can get it done. But it's no fun for me. This is a hobby for me. This is not a business. So... You know, I, I better get along and have, enjoy my buddy. And I enjoy hanging out with Dave on and off the court. So that's important. What's your preparation for this like? Um, especially because the fact that you have a full-time job. So, like, you have other responsibilities. You can't just watch film and read articles all the time for all of the games that you do. Um, what do you do and how do you fit it in? Well, you know, I've been on vacation for the last three weeks so I feel that I'm really good on this one but um, it's really not that hard you, you watch a game you know I could relive you know recite stats to you about you know the last time you know Toledo or was in the NCAA tournament I could talk about Chandler Thompson I could talk about things they did I could talk about Bonzi Wells I could talk about all this stuff yeah is it that important maybe I'll throw a little bit in there. What I want to do is break down the game that you're seeing. So all I have to do, I can go to a shoot-around. I can watch uh, a couple games. They're easy. Uh, they supply us with a little foot of, of video we want. You know, I can do it on on the way out here. I can, If I have two planes, I get two halves in of each team. And I can tell. The other thing is, the most important thing for me is meeting the, leading, uh, the leader of the team and meeting the coach. So when you meet the, the coach, you know. You can tell what he's going after and what he wants. And so when you're watching the game, it's important to see if they're doing it. The shoot-arounds like we're here right now, and you watch them go through the walkthrough, you can see if they're doing what the coach says. You can look at chemistry. Hey, are the guys here? I watch before the game. I look in their eyes. So I look at the stats. I break down the stats. I look at where they're from. I read the articles. Those are easy. Uh, you know, probably you know two hours for each team. Um, and then I, I make sure I, I watch as much basketball you know, as I can when I'm not doing a game to see what's out there. And I think that's what's great about the, the MAC this year is that you know, there's maybe 10 teams that are really, 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 really good. 10, maybe eight. You know, and now you've got Buffalo, who I think is very, very good. I'll see what I think about Toledo tonight and Ball State tonight. But you know, Ball State's got Toledo's number. You know. And it's it's just a crazy conference. And then you look at Eastern Michigan. They're going to right the ship sooner or later. they got enough talent. So this is an interesting year. So it's fun to watch uh, games like this, you know, and whether whatever conference it is, I like to see where do the conferences that I'm doing tonight, 
match up with, let's say, the Atlantic 10 or uh, the Big East, you know, now that Villanova's not doing so well and Xavier's not doing so well. And it's interesting. It's just an interesting. I saw Ohio play already this year. I saw Miami already play in person. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think that the preparation is, is what you make of it. I'm preparing all the time. What questions do you ask? Do you say it's important to meet the coach, meet the leader? What do you want to know from those guys? Well, I want to know what do you think about the team. I don't do them separately. So I want to know if what the coach says is the same thing as what the, the leader says. You know, what do you, what do you have to do tonight to beat you know, Toledo? You know, and if I get two different you know, comments, you know, obviously James, I've known James and Jason forever. Uh, actually, James Whitford was an assistant coach for my nephew, Johnny Wolf, who played at Xavier. And so I've known these guys for a long, long time. Jason's dad coached against me when I was playing uh, in high school. Uh, you, they'll give me the answer. Coach Kowalczyk will do the same thing. You know, he knows that I'm not out, I'm out here to, to market. I'm not out here to take what I hear from one coach and give it to another coach. So these coaches allow me in film sessions which is nice to see, but you can see it when you talk to the leader, you know, to say, okay, what are we doing tonight? What, what are your plans? You know, we got to get in a rhythm. We can't let them shoot the threes. I know what, what Coach Whitford's looking for. Now, when I talk to the players, I'll, I'll, I'll see if it's the same. If it's the same, and the attitude's the same. You know, how important this is. Every game, I know it's a Friday night. It's a national televised game. Bubba, are they on the same wavelength? Or if it's a Tuesday game after a big win, are they ready to play? Sometimes they're not. How do you address it if you get different answers? Because you wouldn't necessarily, maybe you would. You want to go on the air and say, hey, coach, player, not on the same page. But how do you how do you do that in the right way? Well, the questions I ask, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't go on the air and say that. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times I'll ask what the keys are. And the players don't really know yet because the coach is formulating them. But, you know, there's a semblance of it. You know, if, if a guy gives me coach speak, uh, he could either be telling me, I don't want to tell you, or I don't know. You know, and then that's when I watch and shoot around. And that's when I watch in pregame and in the first five minutes. Uh, I did a game uh, December 22nd against two teams, St. Mary's and Western Kentucky. And St. Mary's practiced for almost three hours the night before. You know, so my whole question is, how are they going to come out? Because it's a long road trip. They came out sluggish. You know, it was a, and they were down by 12. They came back and they made it a game, only lost by three, and they missed the last second shot. But it was a game. And so to me, I'm like, okay, as a coach, you got to make a decision. Do I want to get it out of their system? You know, the travel, is that an issue? Do I don't do it? So, you know, you got a 50 50 chance of it. You know, if they don't practice at all or they practice regularly in the shoot around, you know, maybe they come out the same way. I don't know. But uh, it's interesting how coaches think and, you know, how they change things up. But I would never come out, call out a coach or a player on that. I want to ask you about a specific type of broadcast you have done that is a little bit different um, that I think is new this year because you did one of those Facebook broadcasts with Dave Ryan at this point a week ago or two yeah, weeks ago. That was that game. Um, yep. What was What's different? I mean, obviously you don't go to commercial, but, like, what was different, fun, unique about where this whole thing might be going eventually? I don't know. It was it was fun. Uh, and when I do a game, it, it's going to be fun. It was different not going to a break, but I don't. During the break, I'm usually just looking up stats. And a lot of times, we went to, you know, a Shreff who was doing the, uh, John Shreffer who was doing the, the sidelines. Uh, or they'll have different things thrown in there. To me, it wasn't any different, other than they can have, you know, they had a camera sitting there that they could put you on camera at any time. 
uh, which, uh, you know, was a little different because you want to have your cord <laughs> hidden and make sure your jacket's on. But Fingers out of your nose. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was not a whole lot different. Um, we'll see how that works out. I I don't know how many people watch. I don't, I don't get those numbers uh, compared to being on a regular a CBS game, but I think everybody's trying to figure out what's the next uh, way, best way of doing it. You know, it's expensive to travel these crews, uh, and, and people don't understand it. You got a truck, and you get everybody in the truck, and you got people at the, on the on press row. It's 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 a pretty big production, and if they're trying to cut costs, this is maybe one way of doing it. You didn't read the comments as you were going, did Heck you? No, you know, I don't read the comments. <laughs> you know, I told my kids, I said, you know what? If you Google anything on me, just and you see it, just don't don't look at it I, I it doesn't bother me you know because i remember i in the beginning oh what kind of tie is that or what why would he you know, why would he say you're never ever gonna please everybody and pete gillen called me one time he goes man i'm doing a xavier dating game and he goes i'm the P- xavier people are gonna tell me i'm i'm not you know i'm rooting against them and dayton's gonna say i'm a homer for xavier i said well there you go that's what's gonna happen no matter what you do, that's what's going to happen. Everyone hates everyone's yeah, team. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. You know, I don't know they, Troy Aikman doesn't like the Green Bay Packers. I mean, really? When I'm doing this game, I could care less what uniform's on. I've done Xavier games forever, but if they make a mistake, I'm going to call them out. You know, but it's uh, it's one of those deals where, you, you know, I don't read, I don't read any comments on any of that. <laughs> um, you talked about the production aspect of it, how big a deal it is with everyone that's involved. I did a game with uh, Jason Grunkemeyer, one of Ball State's assistants that you talked about, um, I don't know, two weeks ago. He filled in on a women's game for me, or with me, um, and he said to me at halftime, he's like, this is just different than anything that he would have imagined, and just was curious to see how it operated. So two decades now in the business of television, um, how does this all relate to what you thought television was like when you were a player? It's so easy. When you're not doing it. Now, I think it's easy. But when I first started, I thought, man, anybody can do this. This is an easy gig. And then you put the headsets on. And I remember doing a game, a Xavier game. And it was a kid named Alvin Brown drove the baseline. And all of a sudden, Lou Renoni, who was a producer, is in my ear. And he says, okay, Steve, we're going to have a um, we're gonna have a replay on this. And so he started doing the replay. And he starts talking to me. And I, just talk, I stopped talking. Because I was like, listen to what he was saying. And so you have to learn, you know, to walk through that thing, to stand up. When you're in the stand up and they're saying three, two, one, you know, on to the next thing. You have to wrap your wrap up your thoughts very quickly. But it's it's like anything else. You have to have practice doing. And, you know, you have to get in and out. And even to this day, it's sometimes hard when you have a great point to make. You have to make it succinctly. You can't just sit there and just ramble on. And sometimes you just, you know, you don't make that comment. But it's not as easy as people think. Uh, but once you're doing it now, this is, like I said, it's my 20th year. Uh, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good feel for what will fly and what won't fly. Did you ever practice stuff like that? Or like, how did you get yourself to whittle it down to say, I've got great 30 seconds, but I need to say it in nine? Well, I, I think that I first started doing this uh, when Xavier, I was doing the radio. And it's shorter than to begin with. It's a lot shorter. But what I would do is whenever there was a game I could do that I wasn't working it, I would sit next to a guy named Jeff Pecora, who also works for Cincinnati Resin Broadcasting, and I would do it in a tape recorder and listen to it. If you ever do that, you'll realize how, how bad it sounds. And so... I just started talking to different guys, and I said, okay, how do I get in and get out? They say, well, sometimes nothing said is better. And so once I understood that, that I'm allowed to say nothing 
and be okay. That's fine. So make poignant comments about things that matter. When the ball goes through the basket and the guy drives to the basket and he makes a layup, say, that's a great drive. Why, well, I know. Everybody else can see that. You don't need to say that. You know, but that pick up top of the key opened it up you know, for him to get a nice drive. That's a relevant point. Last question. I'll let you go on this note so you can catch some shoot around here. Um, have you ever had a stool fall underneath <laughs> of you while doing an open? Yeah. You know what? That has had so many views. Um, so James Bates, who's, uh, who's a good buddy of mine, we did a lot of play. He did play by play, and I did the uh, analysis, and he was a great guy. Actually was the uh, captain of Steve Spurrier's first national championship team in Florida. He was a defensive player's dad coach for the Packers, and he's just a great guy. And we're doing a sold-out game, Xavier Dayton, which is crazy, in uh, the Cintas. And we have these stools, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, you know, James's stool, we're right in the open, and his stool is shattered. Live. Live. Shattered. Uh, and so anyway, you know, we're, we're sitting there trying to do this and get everything. I'm trying to get him back up, but when he fell, his IFB came out of his ear. So he couldn't hear. So I think it was Scotty Brandewine who was a the producer, and he was like, "Wolfie, you got to get him back up. You got to get him back up." So I'm sitting there listening while we're trying to get him back up, and finally we got him back up on his feet, and uh, he laughed. I mean, he was great. He just kept on, you know, going and kept on rambling on about, you know, a, a, a steady game or whatever, but not a steady stool. And he he was beautiful, but that was all over the internet that was on the jim rome show and on espn's worst of the worst and everything else it was fun that's why i always do your open standing up from now on i guess Uh, (laughs) or check the stool yeah that too yeah make sure it's glued together uh steve appreciate the time um looking forward to hopefully a good game tonight and uh glad to be able to sit down and and pick your brain a little bit uh if people want to find you uh, how do they track you down social media wise and, and whatnot i'm on twitter uh i think it's s wolf hoops uh on twitter and uh, i'm on facebook and I think I'm on Instagram. I'm not sure. My kids put me on that. But, uh, hey, this is a, it's a great, great um, occupation. Uh, it's, like I said, it's a hobby for me. But I know that this is something you want to do full time. And it's something that uh, uh, it's fun. And I think you get to see that my big takeaway is that there's a lot of good young kids out there. You only hear about the bad ones. And, and doing this gives me an idea about what kind of people we're putting out in the, you know, in the workforce after they get done playing basketball. All right, that's Steve Wolf joining us on Play by Play Cast. Again, if you want to catch uh, the game that we were just kind of talking about throughout this episode and you're listening to this on Friday, uh, it's on your television tonight. Check your local listings, CBS Sports Network. Uh, but he and Dave Ryan are on all the time, so you can catch them on uh, any number of uh, the games that they do together. Um, interesting to hear him talk about the relationship side of this and becoming friends, for lack of a better term. Um, with Dave Ryan and just the way that they have played off of each other and get to know each other and hang out and uh, the rapport that they have created and then how that translates on the air. And I mean, you want to go back a couple of weeks ago when we had Doug Sherman on from ESPN and he talked about, Hey, he always studies his analyst. He wants to know about his analyst. Um, and that, that sounds kind of like crass to say it that way. They're not like your analyst is a textbook. They're a person. Um, but, but get to know that person, know their history, know their backstory, know their perspectives, uh, both on the game, on life, on 
pick and roll defense um, because it allows you to have more enlightened, more interesting conversations um, and more enlightened, interesting broadcasts as well. So cool to hear it come from Steve's voice and Steve's uh, perspective on this week's episode as well. Uh, Next week, Donnie Barnes will be our guest, one of the uh, hot up and coming rising broadcasters in this industry. Uh, I'm going to be in Omaha this weekend. So Donnie and I are going to get a chance to sit down and uh, he will be our guest next Friday here on play by play cast until then. My name is Joel Gadet. This is PXPCast, and we are out. And that will do it from St. Louis, where the score is inconclusive.